With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey everybody, Boss Man here. Just a really quick plug for our friends at the Better Edge app. Better Edge is a legal online sports betting marketplace that allows you to post and engage with other sports betting fans. So it's got a whole social media platform built within it. You can place no commission positions in an online marketplace. They're not going to keep any of your any of your hard-earned money when, when you want to place a bet. You can compete in direct head-to-head challenges with horrible bettors like myself. So if you think, you know, someone's going to someone's going to win a game and and another person thinks otherwise, you guys can just head-to-head it and you don't have to sit there and argue in front of your friends after like six beers, which is just, you know, more enjoyable for everybody. You can put your money where your mouth is. That's yeah, the best way settle, to settle the argument now. Right. Instead of just talking about it, you can bet on it. Yeah, you can compete in public or private betting competitions. And then finally, you can buy or sell positions such as spread over under money line at current market price. Once again, it's like a legal online sports betting marketplace, which is what makes it legal. But you're still placing bets like spread over under money lines just against other people. So if you want to sign up for it, you can go to betteredge.com. That's B-E-T-T-O-R-E-D-G-E.com and use promo code 10K. That's 10K. You get a free 10, you get a free 20 bucks when you sign up. So once again, betteredge.com, promo code 10K when you sign up and you get started with 20 bucks. On this episode of It's a Bit, we're joined by AJ Monsoor, digital director at iHeartMedia, K-Fan, regular member of the Power Trip Morning Show. He's leading the initials game and wins. He's a smart guy and, and kind of gives us a good insight into what he does for K-Fan, so it's a super fun interview. We also give you guys our bits of the week, and we end the show with canceling stuff. Since it's 2022 and everyone's getting canceled and canceling other shit, uh, we're going to cancel stuff too. So all that and more on It's a Bit. This is the It's Bits podcast, presented by 10,000 Takes. Burgeoning empire called 10,000 Takes. This is the It's a Bit podcast featuring Boss Man, Wags, and journalist Jake. Journalist Jake's a bitch, motherfucker. Hey, you know those guys that do 10,000 Takes? They do some funny bits, right? They're good. They're funny dudes. Yeah. Yeah, 10,000 Takes. You're hanging with the number one podcast in the Twin Cities. It's a bit with 10,000 Takes. Last name ever, first name greatest, like a spring ankle. All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of your favorite show. Fucking better be your favorite show. If it's not, well, then go fuck yourself. If it's not, we're going to threaten you. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, we will find you, and we will track down your IP address, and we'll find where you live. Yeah. Yes. And we're not going to do that. We don't know how to do that. <laughs> if we did, we could try. We'd threaten we'd do it, but we wouldn't do it. You ever see the back traced it video back in the day? Uh-uh, what's like, that? It was like this little girl, this girl, like 11-year-old girl was going on YouTube. This was like 2006, but she would make stupid, like, I don't know, makeup videos or vlog videos, like back in early days of YouTube. And she was just getting, of course, it's the internet, getting a lot of stupid comments, like hating on her, ripping on her, you know, just saying, you know, mean stuff, but it's the internet. And like, there was another video that she put out that went viral. She was like crying and her dad comes in and starts threatening the commenter. It's like, I will track down your IP addresses. I know where you live. The person who said you're going to beat up my daughter, I know where you live because I backtraced it. I have contacted the cyber police. They are on your. They are on their way. And none of it made any sense, and it was one of the funniest videos I ever. But seen that in my was, 
Interestingly enough, that was before like cybersecurity existed. Yeah. So like if you heard someone just saying words you'd never heard before, you're like, this guy could fuck me up. Yeah. No, that back then I don't know if a lot of people actually thought like he backtraced the IP address or or actually the cyber police actually existed. Yeah. I mean they're before still before the Space Force. They're really yeah, before the Space Force. I don't even think there technically even is to this day a cyber police, but there's a lot more cybersecurity for sure. But it was just one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life. We're going to backtrace it. Whoever We're going to backtrace you if you hate. Because I backtraced it. Also, you can leave ratings on Spotify now, so please give us five stars. Oh, I didn't know that. Also, Apple Podcasts, five stars. If you like what you're listening to, give us five stars. If you don't, give us uh, one star. then we're, then we're going to backtrace you. If you give us yeah. a star, we're going to f- fucking find you. Because I backtraced it. Backtrace I wish you. we had a soundboard. We would input that into Backtraced. Anytime back-traced someone it. does something we don't like on the internet, you hit that button, you're yeah. going to get backtraced. Because I backtraced it. Gonna find <laughs> your IP, we're going to find your IP address and do absolutely nothing with it because we wouldn't know what to do beyond that no. point. We would be too scared to show Oh, it's nine numbers. All right. Well, yeah. now we know who that person is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, once again, this is It's a Bit, though, presented by 10,000 Takes. I am your host, Boss Man. I'm joined by, we got journalist Jake and uh, producer Cam, because Wags is still out with the Omnicron. He'll be out one more episode, and he'll be back for some electric interviews coming up. But Cam, you get a mic again? Oh. It's, it's, oh. it's still bittersweet. Uh, Wags is in all of our prayers, but um, oh, I yeah, can't right. wait for his electric return tomorrow moment or of, next week. Moment of silence for Wags. No one deserves a moment of silence here. <laughs> Did, you did that last week too. I, I I didn't get a moment of silence when I had COVID. I was actually on the show. We so. did an honorary one for you last week. No, we week. did. But oh, I, that's but, right. But then I yelled because we no one deserves a moment of silence until you're dead. Yeah. Well, and Wags has Crohn's, so uh, Omnicron was I probably am. kicking his ass worse than it kicked yeah. my ass. He has the Omnicrones. He's Omnicrones. Oh, it's Ooh. the hybrid. Well, you might get Prime. canceled for that or something. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Oh. I didn't say that. Is that a hate Oh, crime? I, I didn't know. know that. All right. Yeah, let's move into a uh, bit of the week, though. So for those of you who are new here, this is kind of like our signature joke or uh, funny bit. So, Cam, since you're still kind of like a guest contributor to the show at this moment, what is your bit this week? You get it, You get to go first. I have this stupid timeout bit. Uh, did you guys watch that Chargers-Raiders game last night where it was the weirdest scenario i've ever seen in any nfl game where if both teams tied they both go to the playoffs and then the steelers don't make it well i'm sure everyone watched it but when brandon staley called that timeout when the raiders were legitimately going to kneel the ball like what are you doing like you literally cost your team a run to the playoffs because after he called the timeout the raiders like all right well now we're just going to win the game dumbass Mm -hmm. so they ran it for 20 yards and then kicked a field goal and now the chargers are going to watch from their couch it's just like but i hate like stupid clock management nothing that bothers me they kind of deserve that though with this whole fourth down shit he pulled all year like going for it every play on fourth down like this is this is kind of like where he this is like his demise this is where he belonged yeah yeah i thought it was very strange i I thought the the entire the it could be a bit within itself of just being able to to tie to get into the play to get into the playoffs both these teams and knock the steelers out when they had all this like probably celebration today oh we got in big ben's one final run it'd be so funny if they knocked them out especially being that there were steelers fans there in vegas obviously because i mean there's people traveling from all over the place they were at the game they're showing some fans there wearing steelers gear and everything and they just looked like they're distraught. Like, they looked fucking scared, like, in the last 30 seconds of the game. And it was hilarious. I was hoping for the tie. I actually know someone that's a Steelers fan. And he put in the group chat afterwards, like, quote, we did it. I was like, no, you didn't. Brandon Staley literally gifted you a spot mm-hmm. yeah. in the playoffs. You didn't do shit. <laughs> and, and, and kind of like, uh, and, and Bossman, I don't mean to try to, you know, put you know, bring this up more, but Indianapolis losing also helped uh, Indiana Steelers get in. So the they Steelers, did the 2020, they did nothing. 2021, 22 Steelers are the worst team I've ever seen make the playoffs. Yeah. They, yeah. <laughs> that like 
the amount of like shit. I've watched more Steelers games than people think this year just because they've been on primetime a lot. And uh, they're like terrible. Like I bet on their games a lot, so I've just found myself watching them a lot this season. And yes, without Juju, you know, being kind of like that leading receiver, they have to deal with that moron Chase Claypool, who basically lost the game against the Vikings. And uh, Johnson, who's a solid target, but that's all they have. And Big Ben just kind of out there looking like the actual Big Ben Tower, uh, you know, that tall and and uh, just you know, not sturdy. And well, I mean, that that tower is sturdy, but you get what I'm saying, right? Like he's just. He's basically turned into a building at this point. It's incredible that he uh, he was able to put together that game and they were able to make the playoffs. It's just and it's just me being salty because the Colts are out of it and blew it against the Jaguars. And there was some crazy scenario where if the Ravens and Steelers would have tied that game and the Raiders and Chargers wouldn't have tied, the Colts would have been in. So you know, I would have been shitting my pants during that game yesterday too, and I kind of wish I was in that position. But uh, we decided to blow it against Jacksonville, and I just started drinking at like four o'clock on a Sunday. <laughs> Are are the the Steelers? They made the playoffs. Are they worse than the what was it? The six, six nine and one like Seattle. It was well, like it was, predates Russell Wilson. It was like twenty eleven. They made well, it in like six nine and one. Mad Hasselback. It was. They were seven and nine. And the only reason why I'll say that they are better than the Steelers because that team actually won a game. Because that's the year that Marshawn Lynch. Must have took a bunch of steroids before the game because he ran over everybody. I don't know. I don't think anyone who ties the Detroit Lions deserves to get in the playoffs. That's just. Yeah. I swear a team got in though, like ten years ago, that finished like six nine and one. Uh, I think it actually might have been, been the it might, it Rams or something. Well, it actually might have been them. It's disgusting. I think I think they won. It happens well, every last, now and then. Last year, Washington got in. They were what seven yeah, they were and nine. Seven and nine. They, but yeah. I feel like though, like this, when you watch the Steelers, it just hurts, right? Yeah. Like you watch Big Ben, it just hurts. It's just tough, but yeah, I mean the ties, the ties thing was stupid, and and if I would have loved to have seen like if Daniel, it's Daniel Carlson there, right? Yeah, if he would have missed mm-hmm. that field goal last night, I would have loved to see like the crazy conspiracy theories on on you know like how that that was orchestrated by Roger Goodell and his fucking fifty million dollar contract mm-hmm. with the helicopter extension, how how that all would have <laughs> played into it because you know there would have been some crazy theories on oh yeah on on both those teams getting in. She would have played the story better too because it took place in Vegas. So everyone would just be like, yeah. oh, Vegas is right. And, and then you would have seen the Jersey Jerry guy yell at his wife that he's going to kill himself again, the Steelers <laughs> fan. So we would have I'm gotten to see. To kill myself. We would have seen Jersey Jerry part two. <laughs> Jersey Jerry. Fantastic. Jersey Jerry. Yeah. Uh, uh, JJ, what do you got for your bit this week? Um, I got the drunken yelling bit. Um, so this goes back to uh, Saturday night uh, when we came back drunk and oh. uh, we were just yelling in the house, whatever, talking about stupid shit with houseboy Donnie. And uh, this happens where people, everybody's done the drunken yelling bit. Whatever you're talking about, whether you're you're up, you're pissed or you're you're happy, someone starts yelling, and people are drunk, and then another person starts yelling, and then and they get gradually louder, trying to talk over the next person, but you have no concept of reality because you're hammered. So then you just fucking you're by the point whether if you're if you're sober, you would know where your voice is at. Right, but when you're hammered and you have no concept there's of reality, there's no volume control. There's just you literally are uh, like there's uh, you're like a TV that has no limit to the volume, and you were there. You were you were at the house. You were sleeping, and you texted mm-hmm. us late at night that 
we, we need to we need to be quiet. And I realized, oh gosh, yeah, we were. I think I said, can you loud. guys stop fucking screaming at each other? You're probably <laughs> sitting five feet apart. And, and oh yeah, we were very close to each other. And, and the thing is, like looking back on it in hindsight, I'm like, I didn't even feel like I was yelling that loud. Yeah, I was just, but I was bad. just so fucking hammered that yeah. if you're sober, <laughs> if you're sober, you're just like, oh okay, I'm talking a little loud. Maybe I should calm down. But when you're drunk, it's every night I decide yelling. to stay in. Some shit happens yeah. where everyone comes you, home and starts screaming. You, you, you. I don't know what I did. I don't know what I did to deserve it. Times. I don't know what I did to deserve it, but it sucks. I hate it. It's to the point now where I just accept it and I throw in AirPods and I try to fall back asleep. And it probably took me until five in the morning when you guys finally decided to go to bed that I fell back asleep. And yeah, but you've probably been in that position too. Oh, just, I lived yeah. in a fraternity house. Yeah. I've been in that yeah. position, position at least a few times. times a month. So you know, you know, you pulled that bit when you wake up in the morning and your voice just it's hurts. And you're like, did I smoke cigarettes? Did I go night? to a like, no, uh, did I go to a sporting event? No, yeah. I didn't. No. Oh. It's just well, and because you're at the bar and you get drunk, like you're already at a loud bar mm-hmm. on like Saturday nights. Yeah, and well, because it fucks up your hearing, and then you can just never because like when you're at a bar, you're yelling at each other, be- yeah. and that is like very warranted because mm-hmm. they play the music yeah. so goddamn loud for then, no reason. And then you get home and you just never really adjust. So yeah. I mean, I understand it. And then you're, I'm it, very it, sympathetic. And on top of being <laughs> drunk, like I feel like I start yelling at bars for no reason, just try to like I'm anticipating loud music. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's the problem. The EDM, too, your the, Jake, the EDM followed you home, and I forgive you for it. The EDM, but it, it, it is what it is. It's a drunken yelling bit. It's happened to everybody, and uh, yeah, yeah. There's no volume control when you're fucking hammered. Right. No, no, very relatable, and uh, I get it. Uh, so my bit this week, I have the fire gami. I've been talking about this nonstop for the last two days. Uh, I believe that I'm the first person to uncover the fact that we have never seen an NFL game. Now challenge me if it's if I'm if I'm wrong, please tweet at me, please find me, uh, you know, DM me, whatever. But I believe that yesterday's game, Vikings and Bears, is the first time in NFL history where both head coaches have been fired following the game. I tried to look it up. It's never happened uh after like the same game. I think there's been plenty of times where coaches get fired maybe a week or two apart, but I don't think it's ever happened where both head coaches leaving that field both lose their job. And I think uh, Mike Zimmer and Matt Nagy were the first time in history to ever do it. I tried to look it up too. I didn't find anything. I think this, like, not even football. This could be the first time this has happened at any sport. Yeah, there's a lot. That's something to think about. I think they got fired within like 30 minutes of each other this morning, mm-hmm. like 8 a.m. Central Time. You know, like, like you know they're both like gone. luckily we're on the same time zone as Chicago, so you can't even you know try to throw smoke and mirrors with it with time zones. No, they both got fired within like a half hour following, not even 24 hours yet after yesterday's game. Which not, is just incredible. Not even both head coaches too. It was both GMs. So they both like, got yeah. yeah they oh, both, this they is all so four. so yeah. There's no way that they that two teams have never clean, cleaned house they after the or, or they, I think this is the first time they've completely cleaned organizational house after the same game, which is incredible. That's insane. Yeah. And if anyone's going to do it, it's probably going to be the Bears and the Vikings, mm-hmm. two of the saddest franchises in NFL history. Yeah, no, that that's very fitting, too, for the Bears and Vikings. And, yeah, I was going to say, I was like, I'm curious to see if there's, like, a statistical database on coach firings, mm-hmm. on, like, when they were fired, like, you know, uh, you know how often it's been with teams or, like, the average rate a coach. I'd be, I'd be curious to see like team averages on how the dur- like duration, average duration of an average head coach duration at a, yep. at a certain team. Yep. I wonder if there's statistics for that. If there's not, we got to start that shit. I think people would be curious about that. You could look at uh, the culture of of different teams and franchises, but that's definitely a stat to to, to look mm-hmm. at. I think the Steelers would win that one. Where they have, like four coaches since mm-hmm. like 1950. Yeah, I mean, that shit's crazy. Now the Pats t- would be yeah. up there. Yep. Yeah, Belichick's been there for fucking. Since, yeah, since since Paul Revere yelled, the time. British are coming yeah. pretty much. 
Um, I have a few honorable mention bits, too. Actually, one of them relating to the Zimmer firing. I have the uh, Castellanos bit. So before (laughs) Mm -hmm. uh, the Vikings released an official statement, before Zimmer came out and gave his thanks, I know Spielman did pretty much right after he got fired. Zimmer took his sweet time and waited all day to basically say something. So in the middle of the day, credit to Max Veach, one of our bloggers, for coming up with the idea. But I photoshopped a Vikings official press release. And said that uh, Mike Zimmer was, you know, Mike Zimmer, I've appreciated everything here in Minnesota. I want to thank the Will family, and that's a drive to deep left center. <laughs> Castellanos hits this one deep, and that's going to make it a 4 nothing ball game. It's the best bit you can do. Is I don't ever put a headset in ever again. The, the Tom Brenneman, uh, you oh, know, man. having to apologize to everyone for saying uh, the F word, and the F word in, in a uh, sexual sense, not in the word fuck. Uh, he said that on air. If you don't know the story, you can look it up. And basically, he had to apologize mid-game, and he called a home run in the middle of his apology. So uh, just, that's the most, that's the best used bet. You just throw it in a press release in the middle of a thought, and you you bait a bunch of people in, and then they end up chuckling. We yep. we need to make sure that bit never dies because like that is that was one of the funniest things to ever happen. Like that made my year because it was still in like a COVID year when everything was shut down, mm-hmm. and that was like. A shining light in, yep. in that year when that happened, and it still needs to be like live on mm-hmm. forever. That was pretty good too, because not only did it get like a bunch of like pe- people that follow us, but it even got like me. Like, because mm-hmm. sometimes yeah. I'll know about the stuff that we're about to post, but I was like at work, and then I just well, read, I'm like, are we see, breaking? The, and it was the it was perfect thing. timing because I think people cared more about like what Zimmer had to say than Spielman mm-hmm. about getting fired because Zimmer's been obviously just a total weirdo like these last few months. Mm-hmm knowing he's on the hot seat, like refusing to acknowledge he's on the hot seat, saying he doesn't talk, basically hates his rookies. Um, And actually the funniest thing, so yeah, this is what it said. It said, you know, I even like Photoshopped the news release. By the way, the Vikings follow us on Twitter, so I want to know like how they truly feel about this. I mean, the Mm -hmm. people who run the social probably love it. But I said, Egan, Minnesota, I am proud to have been with this incredible organization for the last eight years. First and foremost, I want to thank the Will family for giving me the opportunity. And there's a drive into deep left center by Castellanos, and that'll be a home run, making it a 4 nothing ball game. The best response we had was from Chris Long, who is an actual journalist on TV, Yep, uh, said, man, I bit on this, and I bit hard. Then I laughed hard, and it was the Jordan Belfort clapping yes. gif. So we baited an actual journalist who would have reported this on television. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think that just no, and that kind of sums up the reactions we are probably getting out of people from that. It's like I, I it threw me off for a second, but then I saw because I didn't post it like you posted it, but then I saw our logo. I'm like, okay, this is this is a bit. I'm going to read this. Yep. And but I, I don't. I didn't expect the Tom Brenneman bit. Yeah. And you're never ready for it. I I thought the bit was going to be like. Oh, thanks, everybody. Fuck the Vikings. Fuck blah, blah, blah. Like, it's going to be something along something crazy, but no, the well, Tom Brenneman. And everybody who does it is very, we're all on the same page, like, not to do it too much. Like, I, I don't, I don't know one, I know a lot of Twitter accounts that we follow that have done stuff with it, uh, and no one has overdone it. Like, I think we're, we all, like, respect the rules to only bring it out, like, at the best time. Yeah. And as a community, we're very good about managing the bit. So mm-hmm. I just want to thank everyone out there in the, in the, uh, Tom Brenneman bit community. For keeping it real, because if, yeah. at this pace, it'll never die. No. As long as just, no one overdoes it, it'll just, never die. Just It just will never get old. I want to deeply apologize as this ball is <laughs> lifted to deep left field. Yeah, you just, it, it's a total curveball. It's just, it, yeah. it, how, like, the, the, the ev- like, I don't know if, like, everything lined up perfectly in, like, the, the universe for him to, all, first off, I said that, you know, grotesque, terrible word, but then try to apologize. Mm-hmm. And right when he's apologizing, a home run is hit in the middle of his call. He yeah. just calls it. It's just, it just, you can't make it up. Oh, my God. It wasn't, yeah. you know? 
Um, and and finally, before we move on to our our interview with AJ, I had one more honorable mention bit. I just have so many, but like I these can't wait till next week because they mm-hmm. won't be relevant anymore. Yes. I have the confident netminder bit, uh, <laughs> that picture of Capo Kakinen like ten yards <laughs> away from the crease in full position, cutting the angle on three on three the other night against the Capitals. Was that a real photo? I don't remember. From what, I, from what I'm seeing, like I missed, I missed like the the like watching it at that point. So yeah. I, I'm that looks real. It's fucking hilarious. It's it, and I think another word for this, uh, the confident netminder is very good. But then another one is aggressive goalie, right? Like there's this guy in YouTube back in the day that would actually just troll on like NHL team play, and he would play goalie, and he would go out to the blue line and play defense and be like aggressive goalie. Yeah, that sort of reminds me. Of you know he's this aggressive netminder, aggressive goalie, but the confident, definitely very confident. If you're going to go out that far, I can net. I can confirm it's real. Like my whole family, we were watching the game together, and we about had a fucking stroke when we saw him out that far. Yeah. It was terrifying. Sometimes <laughs> when goalies just go behind the net, sometimes I'm like, get the fuck back in net. Yeah, he did that play too during the game. But I'm like, like, Jesus. But it's like going that far out that you're going to have a heart attack watching. Well, and that kudos shit. to whoever's captured that screenshot because <laughs> you know I guess I wouldn't have thought anything of it. Three on three moves so fast. Yeah, it goes and, quick. In that in that moment, it might. To look normal, even you right. know, just watching the game go fast. I mean, or you or you have that slight heart attack, yeah. but then like a second later, he's back in net. And yeah, you the, forgot it ever happened. The best part about it is when he was out there, someone actually shot at him, and he made a save from yeah. all the way out oh, there. I was like, Holy he shit. talked about cutting. Down. I love the jokes. Cut when they, the angles. <laughs> the coaches said you come out and, and take on the shooter and cut down the angles. This is what they mean. Go out yeah. to the blue line. You cut off every single angle. <laughs> yep. They're not there. If you go technically, that far, he was doing his job. Yeah, he's cutting off every single angle, like he, virtually no chances of them. He scoring. was he was ready to just poke it all the way into their zone yeah. and just get an assist yeah, on the goal. Assist, yeah. It was the hockey half court press. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yep. some weird bit with that. That's yep. hilarious. It's yep. a new play that uh, Dean Evison is is drawn up. Yep, credit to him on on just being smart in that sense. But all right, folks, we're gonna take a really quick break before our interview with AJ Monsoor. You're listening to It's a Bit. Hey guys, before the interview, we just got to tell you about a really quick event we're going to host this Saturday. We're going to host a 10,000 takes NFL wildcard watch party with Better Edge, the legal online sports betting marketplace we use to place all of our bets. We're going to be doing, uh, I know they have like three projectors that you can Mm -hmm. put side by side by side. They have golf simulators, a hockey simulator. They have shooting simulators. They're going to buy a bunch of beer and pizza and, uh, at these games, you can uh, you can live bet. You can literally bet on like what the plays are going to be, what you're going to see. Would you guys fucking stop? Oh, dude, we're getting throwing excited. me off. I'm trying to read all the details. Well, well, everything you're saying is just like, oh my gosh, there's more and more and more. It's it, it just doesn't stop. It just doesn't stop. And we've been there. I thought you guys were having a stroke. No, or something. I mean we, we, the, the the amount of details. It's getting me my. It's raising my blood pressure. I feel like I am probably going to have a stroke. Cause I'm so damn excited. Wow. But no, we've been there and it's unbelievable. Yeah, no, I'm like awesome. And in, in all reality, this place is fucking sick. Yeah, it's in, it's it's a fucking sports paradise to watch. Yeah, we went there for like Monday Night Football and it was incredible. Mm-hmm. And yeah, this Saturday at five p.m., uh, it's in North Loop, Minneapolis. Uh, the address specifically is seven eighteen North Washington Ave, Minneapolis, Minnesota. And yeah, it's free entry, golf simulator, hockey simulator. This is at the Better Edge office. Once again, Saturday, we're going to watch the wild card game starting at 5 p.m., 718 North Washington Ave, Minneapolis. I think they're going to have some shit set up where, yeah, like you can bet on the result of any drive. Like, is this drive going to result in a field goal, a touchdown, mm-hmm. turnover, a uh, pick six? So, I mean. Yeah, so obviously, 
Bunch of degenerates in a room. Well, yeah, obviously, like, if you don't have the Better Edge app, get that so you can do maybe your basic betting. But there's going to be some, like, intense, specific betting, like, on drives, on plays, and everything while Mm -hmm. you're there. While you're obviously, you can do the golf simulator, do everything. They have a cool bar set up right in there, like, almost a professional bar. Yeah. It's it's an unreal spot, and this is something you don't want to miss if you're, like, a sports gambling degenerate or you just like football or both. Like, it's – or if you just like being – that places for the social aspect. Yeah. It's it's everything, you know, yep. at this place and it's going to be a fun time. Yeah, so we hope to see you there Saturday once again just a wild card betting party with us and Better Edge at 718 North Washington Ave, Minneapolis, Minnesota starting at 5. Tell your friends, tell your family, let's just watch some sports. All right, now to our on to our interview with AJ. All right, folks, welcome back to It's a Bit. We're joined by a very special guest. We got AJ Monsoor, digital director with iHeartMedia, K-Fan. And a regular member of the Power Trip Morning Show, they they call you the uh, the unofficial fourth member of the Power Trip Morning Show, right? Is that kind of is that kind of your title? Well, yeah, it's faded a little bit. Uh, we pulled back the reins a little bit once we had our second uh, little boy. Um, but uh, yes, once upon a time, for sure, the unofficial fourth member. Now, one of the large family of the Power Trip Morning Show. That's awesome. Were you? Uh, I don't know. Were you down in Vegas last summer for the for the Power Trip no, trip? No. Before the world shut down, before COVID, I had gone the first, uh, not the first two, but those last two years before they shut everything down. And then uh, this year, I I wasn't able to go this year. And this is the year that they struck the $30,000 jackpot or whatever. So I was literally the only one of that whole extended family sitting back in Minnesota uh, while they're celebrating, having fun at Buffalo Wild Wings. Carl wins $30,000 and I'm I'm sitting at the office doing, I was probably at home actually doing nothing. Uh, but then I was able to get Carl on the phone and have a little conversation with him. So I, I didn't get to go yeah. last time. No. Well, if you would have been down there, you would have saw Jake and I drunk off our asses. Oh, you guys were there 10 yeah, in the morning. Yeah. It's that, that set a precedent for the rest of the weekend. I just, you just could not fight back after the first night because I've never drank like that until nine or 10 AM. Now here, let me ask you this question. That first, so you guys were there for the show. Did you power through? that night before or do yep. you go to bed and then wake up because the time change what it's like three in the morning when the show starts yes. out there yeah we actually flew in at 11 o'clock at night las vegas time so yeah we definitely like showed up actually like fully energized off of work and we're like ready to party so it was a little easier but i'd imagine if i had already if we had already been there for a few days the whole powering through or napping i probably would have had to take the nap route yeah yeah it was yeah. it was uh yeah because i think we we had worked all day i think we'd worked that day then literally got on a flight in the evening got there and we're like okay yeah let's stay up there's no reason we're already up you know and then we went there and then drank till nine or ten <sighs> that's why i was like asking if you were there because i'm like i wouldn't probably re- remember <laughs> it was insane but it was so fun but it yeah. ruined the entire weekend yeah. Honestly, oh, yeah. after that oh yeah but it was, it was a hoot down there it was, man. It was awesome battle back uh, it's, it's a good time vegas is one of those cities that has something for everybody whether you gamble whether you drink whether you like the shows the food uh, you can do anything you want there and and have a good time. And it's interesting to watch those shows. I'm sure you guys experienced it, the ebb and the flow of the energy in the room, because you have most people who power through and, and get there to get a good seat or they have to get there early. So by the time that we get to eight o'clock, like central time, uh, when you get to the initials game and that part of the show, um, the whole crowd is kind of like half asleep or like zombies walk and they're either drunk. Yeah. Or they're they're super tired, so it's an interesting kind of mix. But it, it's always a good time. I remember just laughing hysterically, seeing people eating wings at like seven in the morning, like just <laughs> blacked out. 
you know, because that that was a scene that you, I would never you, thought you have, I would ever. Well, see and before. then too, you have people that are high because you know it's legal in Vegas, so people just get absolutely chopped, and they're sitting there just inhaling appetizers at like six in the morning. You have like <laughs> you just have every type of person there. That's what I love about Vegas. There's just never a shortage of characters. Yeah, no, it's it's a good time. It's a good tradition. Um, but we're we're usually out there. I'm trying to remember what time of year was it because it got delayed. It wasn't in March. We're usually out there during March Madness which I'm sure you guys can imagine adds to the allure and adds to the experience when you can bet on all those games yep. and really, you know, set up camp in the sports book and, and enjoy it there. But um, this year it got pushed back again because we're going to Ireland in March. And then I think uh, is it May, I think is the next power trip show. But, yep. And we were um, there in August, right? It August. Was, oh, last yeah. week in July. Yeah. Last week in July. It was yeah. literally right before the yeah, yeah. end of July. And, but it, it was it was hot. There's never a bad time to be down there, though. Jeez. Like no. I, I've been down there three different times out of the year now. Like I've been down there in March, July, and like August, and they're all fun. It doesn't really matter. And ninety percent of the time, you're inside a building anyway, so right. it doesn't matter. Right. Yeah, they literally like when you were in the, like the little Italy or Venice. It's like it's a freaking like artwork. They like literally painted a sky on the ceiling. Right. And you, right. it, you're in like this giant mall, but you feel like in a way you're outside, but then you go outside and it's blistering, scorching heat, but you're a yeah. little drunk, so it doesn't matter anyway. Yeah. Yeah. You just kind of roll with it. Yeah. But uh, yeah, AJ, we we're going to ask, so what's, what's kind of your role at K-Fan? I know, I know you go by a, a, a fandom nickname of clickbait. Uh, so, you know, kind of walk us through a day in your life, you know, at, at, at K-Fan. Yeah. So my, my actual job at the radio station is I, I head up the digital department. So all things social media, website, um, you know, content, you know, a lot of the stuff that you guys do. Uh, we live in the same world as far as that goes. So um, my, my main role is getting people to the website, creating cool content, um, working on the national podcast team, um, and just doing all sorts of stuff in the digital world. Um, that, uh, when I first started that role, um, I started solely with KFAN and doing that website alone. Um, that included going to the Vikings practices and covering the team and, and talking to players and getting video interviews and recorded interviews. And that was kind of my bridge into the on-air scenario. I was able to, um, you know, get pretty tight with uh, PA, Paul Allen, nine to noon, and go talk Vikings with them. You know, let them know what was happening at practice that day or the day before or call from Winter Park at the time and let them know. And uh, that led to getting to know the guys on the morning show, really linked up with Meat Sauce at the time. Uh, he and I were uh, on the same vein and doing a lot of the same things. And we, we kind of got together and started all of our, uh, we call them our digital shorts, the silly videos we used to make with, with sauce when he had yeah. nothing and nothing, nothing but time. And he would just hang out at the <laughs> office and rather than just, uh, you know, talk, we would go do a, a goofy video and he would pretend to be Banksy or he would be investigating something like CSI. Um, and that's kind of where we got to start there. Um, and, and got to know those guys and really got the invite onto the power trip and, and it all led to kind of where it's at now, where it's just kind of this fun medium between the on-air side of things, the online side of things, podcasting. I mean, obviously, you guys are doing podcasting. That's a huge part of my world um, in the last couple of years, and that's a big part of our company. So a big focus there for us as well. Well, you said your nick. You said your nickname was clickbait. Was there a specific article or or blog or something that you wrote that was like that's clickbait? That's clickbait, AJ. You're 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 now going to be called. Clickbait. I mean, the thing is, too, though, if you're good at clickbait, like you're doing your job, yeah, no, right? No, no, that's, no one wants to click no, on a blog that doesn't have bait. It's like a fish doesn't just bite a hook. No, it, you need a worm on there. Exactly. You need a I'm juicy really glad worm. you said that. Yeah, no, it, I, I get into this argument all the time. My job is to do clickbait. You yeah. know, and I, I, I'm, I get frustrated with the phrase 
clickbait because it's received this negative connotation. And there's a yep, difference. Yep. There's uh, true clickbait does not pay off, right? Clickbait is you sends you down one path and says, oh, you know, uh, look to see what sort of new shoes Michael Jordan is releasing. And you go there and it doesn't say anything about the shoes. That's clickbait. They yeah. baited you and you didn't get the payoff. I won't do that. I will bait you. I will get you to come there. But as far as I'm concerned, that's marketing. That's digital marketing. That's advertisement. That's a lot of uh, in radio world. That's a tease. That's, you know, you carry one subject over the commercial break and try and keep them to come back for the next segment. Um, so I get a little frustrated with the, with the connotation that people come at me with clickbait. I, I can embrace the nickname and I can have fun with it and that's cool. But um, there's a difference between malicious clickbait and, and digital advertising. I like to say that I'm in the digital advertising world. No, and I meant that in no negative connotation at all. No, no, no. Like, I mean, I, I'm just I'm giving you shit, but like I know that like like TMZ's the like the tabloid clickbait crap. Yeah. That stuff bugs the shit out of me. Or like the stuff where it's it's on the internet and you're like, oh yeah, this new Air Jordan shoes come out. You click it, and it goes to some like like Asian singles in your area yeah. or something. <laughs> like what the hell? Right. Like, or the, ga- the gallery view where you have to click every uh, one and they get a new yeah. click. Yeah. It's like six no, ads and then that. one unrelated no. photo. No, oh, yeah. it's just it's 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 odd. No, no, what you do is great. I just love the nickname. Yeah. So you have uh, you have the most wins in the initials game, right? Of all time, you're like the you're like the, well. Speaking of, you're like the Michael Jordan of the initials game. Uh, would you say that you're just like naturally smarter than everyone on the show, or does your brain work in a way that's that's just better? You know, because like you know, association of letters and phrases. I've always kind of wondered like what what goes into being really good at that show or at that game. Yeah. It, um, it's, it's a unique game and it, it's a fun game. I think that if you have a well-rounded knowledge of pop culture and sports and history and, uh, you know, the more well-rounded you can be, I think is a, is a good thing and a benefit for that game. Um, you know, longtime fans of the show will remember that we actually took IQ tests on the show. Um, and, and I did end yeah. with the, the highest IQ. It wasn't by much and it wasn't, you know, a ton to write home about. Um, so there's, there's a, a level of intelligence there, but you look at the other spe- end of that spectrum, and I'm not saying this to disparage him because he's one of the most intelligent people I know, but Meat Sauce did not fare well on that IQ test because he didn't no. try, first off. He just kind of quit and just didn't want to do it, um, and he's got the second most wins, and he's the, the number one competition for me in the initials game. Um, you know, there's, there's just a different kind of knowledge that you carry to the table, um, we have very different strategies. I know we've talked about this before. He he doesn't write anything down. He doesn't brainstorm. He opens up a Word document. He types in the two initials, literally two letters, and just stares at it. And and it works for him. Yeah. He still has, I have the most wins, but he has the most points still in that game. So he's very successful. He's, he's second place all time in wins. Um, and I just do it differently. I try and brainstorm anything and everything I can think of and, and try and get my brain clicking that way. And um, like a couple of weeks ago, it, it didn't work at all. Like I didn't get any the other week. So it works sometimes and it doesn't. And there really is no rhyme or reason, but there's this consistency. And, and I guess I found my stride with that. No, it's it's impressive as shit. I mean, we we played it one time on our show mm-hmm. and like it was it was embarrassing. Like we <laughs> we didn't get anything. It was like I, whoever won won by like like there was a lot of cards that we went through like rounds we went through where no one would even get it so i definitely have like a lot more appreciation when i listen to you guys play it it's impressive because i my brain just does not work like that i don't know if if it's a lack of knowledge or if i'm just not good with putting letters together and like thinking out possible options but it's 
for people out there who haven't played it, give it a try before yeah. you before you rip on someone for their performance of it because it's not easy. It, it's damn fun and it's entertaining, but like it's it's it, like I, I I agree with you. Like it's so fucking hard to try to play it. It's it's. It's it's really t- like I said. I yeah. think when we played, I think someone would win with two points. That's yeah, 12. that literally that's it what was, would happen. But there'd be a couple times we would get it, and it was a great feeling. But like you're like, wow, this is this it is took, tough. It took a lot of work to but, get there. But in terms of the competition of it, especially like like there is that night fun competition with it. But especially on like the power trip where you, where you guys play it, I, I've just I've seen just scenes where where a meat sauce it just gets like so intense at it and like you'll leave the room yeah because he's getting so upset <laughs> I can, i've seen videos and 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 heard it and like it's just it seems like it just gets intense but it's hilarious to listen to right it's it's a it's a competitive game and when you have competitive people do it um he'll punch the keyboard punch the door throw his chair um he's, he's painted it back quite a bit uh you know the last couple of years but he used to be uh, a loose cannon we had people come in and watch the in live in studio kind of take in the vibe and just see what it's like and we kind of tell him, don't don't sit behind him because if if he gets upset, he's going to stand up. And he's going to bob. Chair. He's going to bob knight his chair. Yeah, right, exactly, and it'll run right into you. So it's uh, it's good, and it's a perfect radio game. You know, Corey came up with it. Um, it actually was. It, I left the company for three days and took like a normal corporate job. Hated it. Ended up coming back to the radio station three days later. And this was kind of my going going away present. You know, whatever they did this the AJ game was the first one they did. Um, and we've done it ever since. So, you know, you have this, this, this ability to keep statistics now. And there's a guy who's a, a listener. He's now part of like a friends with the show who keeps all the statistics on everything that we've done for 391 games of the initials game. And it's perfect radio game. Cause you can play along in your car. Oftentimes you can get ones before we do. Um, and, and it's a competitive game when you're playing along on the radio too. So it's, it's, it's good. Corey struck gold with it. He made the board game out of it. We're all happy for him oh, yeah. and it's, it's fun for us as well. We need to get, we need to get guys who do stuff like that for us. We just, we just got our first, we have two commenter accounts now, 10 K commenter. I don't know if they're people in the company or they're just friends or what trolling us, I but, don't know. but finally we have that. So like it's a start, but I would love if we right. had someone who just tracked like our bets or tracked our quotes or something. Cause you know, I'd love to see some of that stuff. I feel like it'd be kind of strange at first that someone would be archiving all that, but I'm like, oh, okay, this is kind of cool. I would never have tracked that or knew, knew no. that a year ago that right. I said this or that or or I I don't know. Like we play like we'll play that game like our own twist on like 15 questions or whatever. Mm-hmm. Sometimes on this show, um, it's like a play on 20 questions a little bit just kind of t- tweaked a little bit and we play that a lot i wonder if people have uh, maybe there's some statistician out there, there that might be is, is is holding on to the statistics of that and I, i'd be curious to see yeah honestly how many times we've actually played it and what the record is yeah i'd be interesting It'd be a fun little 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 thing to see here within within our company yeah well now that you put the feeler out there this is an open application anyone yeah who's seriously you, you want to be part of the crew officially unofficially whatever it is that's that's your foot in the door and you get paid in high fives and bush light. It's a yeah. pretty easy deal. <laughs> You'll get some beer. We have no money deal. to give, but we give you beer. So uh, going back to kind of what we what we found on you on the Power Trip Wiki, which is the uh, the authoritative source of today's show, right. um, I had to ask if you're a ghost because according to uh, psychic Vincent Jenna, after AJ passed in a car accident that didn't exist, he continues to haunt the studio by randomly turning off and on lights. This behavior is... Uh, manifestation of AJ's notorious practical joker reputation. So is there like a, how did that happen? Or is there like a story behind that? 
man, I'm trying to remember that one. There have been times where the psychics have come into the radio show. Um, Corey Cove uh, is, he likes to tear psychics down and put them in scenarios. And I'm trying to remember if that was one of those situations where they're kind of feeding, trying to find information, talking to somebody on the phone, I think maybe, or somebody even in studio. Um, and they're kind of just throwing stuff out. Okay. You know, this guy, AJ, he does this, whatever. Um, I want, I don't, I honestly don't remember. And that's, that's part of um, what we've learned as well. Me to a lesser degree, but the guys that are on every day and have been for the last 20 years for sure is um, we're so trained to move on to the next segment and, and move on through the show and kind of carry it on and go day to day that we oftentimes forget some of the things where, where they come from. And so there's people that are listening to the podcast or people that are creating these wikis that have that knowledge. So I, I honestly don't remember exactly where it came from. Now, the practical joke side, now that goes back to the, the meat sauce and AJ days when, when Saturdays and sauce was Saturdays and sauce with AJ and we would prank Rosie all the time. Everyone pranked Rosie, right? You have this hall of fame broadcast legend in the state of Minnesota and everything that that show is focused on is making is belittling him and putting him in spots to say something stupid to put him in a you know on the button bar or whatever it is so the practical joke stuff goes back to the the good old days when we would set up secret cameras and make giant posters of rosie the size of of the building and, and yeah. do things like that so that might go back to where that is sauce and i would again we had way too much time on our hands and and what better to do than come up with ways to prank rosie and, and kind of trick him into situations back in the day so that's that part of it. Not quite sure about the, the psychic ghost side of it, though. Um, I'm sure someone will let us know where it came from. But yeah. yeah. Well, allegedly, we're, well, we're apparently talking to a ghost right now. Yeah. You're a ghost Par- according to fandom. Par- yeah. Paranormal. I see things other people don't. Yeah. So. Right. First time on the show. You guys ever had a ghost before? No. No. We've, we've only heard the story about Meat Sauce's uh, roommate fornicating with one. But yeah, that's about allegedly. as far as we've gotten to the, to the, uh, <laughs> to the paranormal. Yes, on this program. But... Yeah, he's got a lot of stories like that. He wakes up in the middle of the night and sees an old man next to his bed. <laughs> yeah, well, they, there's more than that. Okay, yeah. Well, when he's on next, I know we'll be having him in the future, I think, pretty soon here. So I, we'll, we'll definitely dissect that. We'll bring it back more. up. We'll bring yeah. it back up for, for sure. Good. Well, you spoke you spoke of doing some pranks. Did you have any go-to or a favorite prank you, you, you did? I can't see the Rosie or anybody. Yeah, I mean, we some of them are antics and some of them are pranks, right? You have... You know, the, the good old um, uh, Jim Halpert putting the cell phone up in the in the ceiling tiles. We did that one to Paul a couple times. Um, and, and, and it works, works perfectly because where we placed it, it was near a vent. And it, it would throw the sound this direction when he was on that side and this direction. And, and you walk around there. And, and so that actually works if you ever want to do that one. That one's great. Okay. Um, we used to, um, there was the, uh, the button. Um, it was when NDSU was changing their names i didn't come up with this one but we definitely were a part of it as far as videotaping it and never let it live live down ndsu was changing their names and there was a list that was released a bunch of suggestions and submissions and and soft came up with a bunch of urban dictionary things that he would he'd he'd put in with the name so he, rosie would read the list the top 20 finalists for ndsu new nicknames and it was the firehawks and the the, the dragons and and then you get down and, and Swedish sombreros and angry dragons. And so he doesn't know what he's saying. Um, but those are the button bars that'll live on forever. We used to, um, this is going to sound dirtier than it is the process that like a newspaper uses to put pictures in 
Um, it, they just, it, if you look real close, it's just a bunch of little dots that kind of make up the picture. That process is called rasturbation for rasturbating. Okay. <laughs> and, and there's a website where you can go and you can turn any picture into a rasturbated photo where it blows it up as big as you want. And you can print it, you know, 58 and a half by 11 sheets of paper wide by 100 tall. And we used to find pictures of Rosie um, in his like, you know, Superman workout clothes. There's a picture of him with like the workout king and he's flexing. His, he's got sweat on his arms. And we'd put that on like the side of the building and and, and he'd walk in and, and see those things. So, oh, you know, those are some of the, the rosy ones. But, you know, I'm sure you guys you guys have this, too, just amongst your, your crew. Um, the, the best part about what we do on a regular basis is just busting each other's balls. And it, it, it comes on a daily basis, just the improv stuff, but then it comes on the, the prank stuff too. And, and it, it has made people angry. It's made people walk off the show. It's made people, you know, obviously embarrassed and, and, and never letting it down. And in the day and age of YouTube and social media, those things don't disappear anymore. So it, it lives on an infamy. Yeah. yeah, I think here we just try to thrive. I don't know if we've done any. any we haven't like, had a prank war yet. Significant pranks, but we definitely just try to piss each other off. Oh yeah, sometimes. we're pretty good at that. <laughs> yeah, I think that's what we try to do. I think that's what we do best. Yeah. But it's 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 fun to add some pranks into that into the mix and everything and try to irritate people. It's it's great. It's fun. Yeah. Well, uh, just with you know sw- switching quick to sports, uh, you know, all the Kirk Cousins stuff. You know, we had uh we had Spielman and Zimmer get canned today the night we're recording the show uh but you know with having Kirk Cousins here in the studio with us uh what are your honest Allegedly. thoughts about the, his future with all of this shit that's happening yeah no I mean he's the last man standing from the trio of hated Minnesota Vikings figureheads um so congratulations I'm happy for you you're, you're still still in the mix um it's gonna put a lot of pressure on him though you know it's it's gonna be it's gonna be an opportunity where he has a new start um there's been a lot of change in his career. It's well noted that he's had a new offensive coordinator every time he's been every year, excuse me, that he's been with the Vikings, but you have that opportunity now where um, you can maybe build it around him. And if, if it doesn't work, it, it's now it's going to be his fault and his contract's fault. Maybe I'll put it that way more. So the contract is really the problem. I don't think Kirk's the problem. I think Kirk is a, a good quarterback that can do things, but I don't think he's worth the contract that it took to get him here. And any team would have given it to him. It wasn't like the Vikings overpaid. Any team would have done it, and they were the ones who won out. Um, I don't regret it, but I do think that it has hampered this team a little bit. So it'll be interesting to see who comes in, what they do with it, how they build it around it, if they restructure it, or what they do going forward. But um, no more excuses. I mean, it's it's if he doesn't perform next year, they're just going to let him go, and it's not going to be a, a, a moot point after that. What do you uh, do? You, who do you who's that on your? Who do you think the Vikings should bring in as as head coach? What based on your research and and knowledge? Because there's so many directions and so many opinions. Like people going from crazy. Well, I don't know if Jim Harbaugh is crazy, but to me that's kind of crazy. I mean, but then there's some reasonable choices out there. There's so many directions people are are pointing to to be the next head coach. But where where do you see them? What do you see them doing? I guess in in your opinion. Yeah, you know, I, I don't have much interest in the idea of college coaches coming in. Um, I, I just, you know, these the personalities on this team are, are they're so different than college players, right? You know, PJ is a different example because he's a rah-rah kind of guy, but, and he's not even being considered. I don't want to, you know, pretend like that's an option. But um, you, there is a lot of that to any college coach where you are, you're building up some players, you're stroking the egos. 
um, that happens in the NFL with the ego stuff. But at the same time, they're all there doing a job. They're all getting paid. They're professionals. There's expectations. And I just don't know that a college coach could come in right away. And I think that's part of the unique situation with this Vikings position that's open is they're, they're not a full rebuild. I mean, this is not a Detroit Lions, Jacksonville Jaguars, where you could bring a college coach in and have everybody build up and grow together with a, a plan of two or three years down the road being competitive. This team could be competitive next year. And I think that they're looking for somebody who can come in right away, who knows the pro game, who knows the opportunities um, that, uh, that you have with the players on this team and can take it to that next level. Um, you know, the way it usually goes is there's a defensive coach that got fired and you're going to bring an offensive coach to, to come through. Sometimes it goes personality as well. You know, Zimmer was a grouchy guy. Now you're going to bring in a friendly guy. Um, I don't, I do think that it'll probably lean towards the offensive kind of a schematic coach. Um, the, the one that does interest me that wasn't even a really a thought is the Brian Flores out of uh, Miami who that, kind of surprised got saying. let go today. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, he rallied that team. That's not a very talented team. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not bad, but they don't have the talent that the Vikings have. And he rallied them to seven straight wins, beat the Patriots twice. Um, and he's out of a job. So I think that there's, there's kick those tires for sure. But um, yeah, I think that it, you know, if I had to, a prototype that I would put out there and say, this is the kind of coach I want. I want more of a new age coach, you know, that isn't stuck in, in the stone age. Like we felt like Mike Zimmer was where the game might've passed him by. Um, I want a player's coach, you know, one of the guys that isn't going to come in and be grouchy and, 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 and rub people the wrong way. You don't have to be their best friend, but you know, mutual respect is important. I think in the NFL um, and, and somebody who's going to just bring some flair, whether that's on the game field or, or at the podium um, you know, we've seen the good and the bad of that, but I think that we're just ready for that here in Minnesota. And if, if they go opposite of that, I think the fans are going to be unhappy, you know, at least with the decision right away. So we all know, how stupid the internet can be mm-hmm. like people that are genuinely serious throwing out crazy takes there has to be someone today who said urban meyer yo 120 i was gonna say that right or someone saying pj fleck legitimately right. i mean i would right. take pj fleck in a heartbeat over urban meyer but the row the boat's not gonna work with the vikings imagine that, him going in there row the boat row the skull boat they're vikings yeah. so we row the boat right I, same word i think flores like is an exciting option for anybody right now, mm-hmm. whether it's Chicago or whoever else. Denver is in Denver. Denver I think job. they lost yeah. uh, Vic Fangio. Is that his name? Vi- yep. What if they just did a three-way trade? What yeah. if uh, the Vikings got Fangio, the Bears got uh, Zimmer, and uh, <laughs> the Vikings get? Uh, or wait, oh, they get Nagy. They get Nagy. <laughs> <laughs> they just all they all swap and see if they just work in different places. Yeah. What if we? What if we saw a notorious like coach? coach trade like we've seen in the past what if like i I've, i saw people like speculate what if we just trade uh like one of the landing spots for kirk cousins is the pittsburgh steelers so what if you trade tomlin for for, tomlin for, for, kirk, cousins, for kirk cousins like a first round pick or something that is that is a little more uh you know there's a little more common sense behind that than some of the other takes out yeah there. but that's still crazy that people are like seriously throwing that out there well, hey, I tell you that, that it's crazy on paper. It probably wouldn't work in the uh, the budget side of things. Yeah. Um, but the reality is, if if that trade happened, Vikings fans would be happy. They yeah. remember Mike Tomlin. Mm-hmm. You know, that's one of the things about Minnesota. Are you guys? Did you guys all grow up in Minnesota? Yeah, we did. Yes. Okay, so yep. you you you'll feel this a little bit. Minnesotans love to have. Um, some sort of one of us tie, you know, uh, whether somebody who used to coach here, somebody who grew up here, somebody who played football here, 
They love that. And, and so the fact that Mike Tomlin used to be here ages ago, um, that he's had success, you know, the big stat that he's never had a losing season. That's great. Um, and, and, uh, and then you get out of the contract, you get a draft pick for it. Vikings fans would love it. I don't think it's possible, but Vikings fans would, would be okay with that trade. The Steelers would never agree to that ever. No, no but, probably not. But I was going to say to you, you brought up like the one of us mentality. I think that is one of the single biggest reasons that has led to Minnesota's downfall in a lot of sports is, oh, they're a Minnesota guy, you know, like Paul Molitor with the twins. Bringing him in, oh, he's a Minnesota guy, but is he really, you know, going with the age yeah. of the game, you know? Right. And look what, you know, kind of happened. It's it's like, so, I mean, Mike Tomlin would be great, but, like, that one-of-us mentality has just been brutal on Minnesota sports. So. Right. I, I was going to ask you, too. I was So I was, I was tweeting this all day yesterday, and I was trying to find out from experts uh, if this is true or not, and I'm curious to ask you, um, was yesterday's game – the first time two head coaches have been fired after the same game. Is that the first time that you've ever seen that happen? I call it fire Gami. I talked about it earlier in the show. And I, I didn't have anyone dispute me that it's the first time it's happened. Well, hey, I can't dispute you. Um, I would venture to guess. I mean, it's got to be one of the few ones, if if not yeah, the only at least, one. Yeah, at least the first of like three maybe in a while. Right. Yeah. And you, you I, have... I tried Googling. I couldn't find anything. You have the opportunity now where the schedule always ends with, with divisional games. Usually it didn't always happen this year, but for the Vikings, we played the bears, the final game of the season for like four of the last five years or something. Um, and, and so you have that race too, right? You have the, the, the internal race within the division to get a replacement for your head coach when you have it. Um, Nagy, you know, they were ready to kick him to the curb weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, I think Vikings fans might've been here too, but obviously a lot longer term for Zimmer eight years at the helm. Um, but yeah, um, I can't dispute it. So let's, let's go. All with right. It. That's another football expert. I got on board. Fire Gami has yeah. not been disputed yet. If you get like 10 people on board with you, I think then you can officially call this, uh, the first ever fire Gami yeah. in NFL history. And who, who better than the Vikings and the bears? Yeah. Makes a lot of sense. But what's funny now that I'm thinking about it is that we have played the bears the last four or five years or something like that. The then end the season, I think we've literally now, this is probably the second time we've actually played them to end the year where a coach got fired. Because who was it before? John Fox. Mm -hmm. He right. probably got fired after right. we played them. Lovey, Lovey Smith left, oh, right? Smith. Did he get fired or did he leave? Uh, he got fired. Okay. Yeah, I think yeah, we probably and the Vikings have fired a lot of coaches in the last decade, so yeah, I think the stars well, have just never quite aligned. Yeah, but it no, did right. this year, so cre did. credit to both sides on that one. Bears and Vikings. Um, fire Gami. Yep, Fire Gami. Jake, did you have any other? Well, I was going to ask too. You 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 tweeted out, and this is very interesting to me, is that Rick Spielman allegedly had a Twitter to spy on the players. Yeah. Now, and I wouldn't surprise me if he did, or if other players definitely have burners. And GM stuff. burner account. GM burner. Like, have we, have we got down to uh, what any speculation on what his handle was, or or what his handle could be? Have we? Have we? Have we? Has anybody investigated that and come up with any uh, solid answers to that? Yeah, I have not gotten a solid answer yet. Um, there's been some funny jokes and some funny uh, uh, people who are kind of picking on some of the crazier um vikings fans out there who like to throw out some of the crazy theories and stuff um to just to kind of see if you know the idea of a, of a gm throwing smoke out there to get the people going um but this is a real thing i mean this is confirmed rick spielman um we get to talk to him a couple times a year um usually during the bye week during the season and then we obviously talk to him preseason um as things kind of shape up after the draft um, but you get maybe four times a year to talk to rick spielman and 
And he has confirmed to us that he does have a Twitter account where he monitors the things that the players are saying and he monitors or monitored, I guess, and now that he's no longer there, um, uh, the things that the media is saying too. And we've asked him and we've tried to figure it out kind of, you know, tongue in cheek, what that account is. No one's really taken the time to go through and see, okay, here's all the media members. Here's all the Vikings players. Who's the one common denominator that follows all these, these people. But he, uh, he has confirmed with his own mouth that he does have a Twitter account where he kind of uh, lurks or stalks, whatever you want to call it, the, the players and the media, just to kind of keep an eye on what's going on. Now, you don't need an account to do that, but uh, I'm sure he's not the only one who pays attention to that. Every athlete in the world will tell you they don't read the newspaper. They don't pay attention to Twitter. That's a lie. It's 100% a lie. They all do. Um, they all want to know what people are saying about them. Um, and, and Rick Spielman, I guess, is, is similar in that suit. He's the 10K commenter. He, he, might, he might be. I was it's gonna the say, perfect disguise. This is going to be like the biggest investigation since the Zodiac Killer. We need to try to find this damn handle and see we if need, he follows we need, any of us. We need to pull in an engineering guy yeah. who can like export all of Twitter's data and do a bunch of filters with it like, to figure out how all the stars align. Who's, because... the, who's the one guy following every player that is just a what if his crazy pro- handle? What if his profile picture is like a meme? Yeah, what if, what if it's like this like fire those, Mike Zimmer or like, something? Yeah, or like one of those profile, like one of those uh, edits where Kirk Cousins has like a huge ass. Yeah. What yeah. if it's like, that's like the profile picture of the account? What I if he's see like, it. And what if he's blend like, right in. What if he's like ruthlessly trolling people on the internet? <laughs> just like Shit talking his own players. Shit talking his own team. Kirk Cousins sucks. This guy like, sucks. Overpaid. <laughs> Just, just hearing about that that concept that I that that happened. I, I didn't know. I didn't know thing. that. That's hilarious. It's so funny. Now, now I'm interested. Yep. Even though he's gone, I'm I'm interested now. Maybe maybe now that he, now that he's not employed, he'll reveal it finally. Yeah. Like let's reveal. It. Let's let's see where, what your account. Rick was and Spielman what doing tells there. all. Yeah, dude. Fifteen minute segment on Twitter alone. That's hilarious. <laughs> I'd love to hear it. But uh, yeah, AJ, this has been a blast. Before we let you go, we uh, we do have a signature kind of segment here we do with all of our guests at 10,000 takes it's a bit specifically called rapid fire where we're going to ask you 10 questions and uh just fire them off as fast as you can go so are you ready to play let's do it all right first question you are on a deserted island all by yourself and you have only one alcohol of choice or beverage of choice for the rest of your time on the island what is it i don't don't drink alcohol so it would be a beverage and it would likely be a Mountain Dew, but a Mountain Dew specifically when it's um, not quite frozen, but it gets a little flushy. Uh, oh. So that, that point. I don't know if you can do that on a desert island, but that's what it would be. Like a snow cone mm-hmm. slushy. Right, right. Like if you put Mountain Dew in the snow, have you guys ever done mm-hmm. that? Like, oh, did yeah. you ever do that as a kid? Yeah. I, I thought it was like, I thought you were like saying a metaphor for pissing in the snow. No, I'm saying like <laughs> no. legitimately putting soda okay. in the snow. Oh, yeah. I've done that stuff. It's good shit. Kid. Okay. Oh, yeah. Um, how many fourth graders could you fend off in self-defense? Fourth graders nowadays. I'm trying to think of the neighborhood here. Um, I could give you, a, I could give you five. Um, no cheap shots. We could go yep. five, probably. Yeah. Okay. Five fair, clean hits. Mm-hmm. Um, do you prefer Minneapolis or St. Paul? Minneapolis all day. I I like St. Paul. I love Casetas. I love Wild Games. But I'm a, I'm a I grew up in Burnsville. I guess it's not really West Side. I live in Osseo, Maple Grove area right now. Oh yeah. Um, so we're we're West Side all the way. Yeah, we're in Plymouth, so we're West Side guys Plymouth. now too. Plymouth. Yeah. 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 Hell yeah. Um, would you rather slap a random baby or your own grandmother? Oh man. I guess I'd go a random baby. 
I guess I don't yeah. have any logic there. But... The kid won't remember it. Well, I like how you right. just answered. Some people are like, neither. It's like, no, you got to answer it right yeah. now. Yep. Like, yeah, you're it's, it's, answer. Yeah. yeah, that's the rules. Uh, if you could hang out with anyone dead or alive, who would it be? Uh, well, I guess I'll kind of follow suit with that last one. I, I never met any of my grandpa, grandpas. Um, okay. But when I was, I guess when I was one year old, I met my, one of my grandpas. But uh, my grandpa on my dad's side, I'd love to, to meet him. He was in the wars. He was a doctor. He did a lot of cool stuff, and I never got to meet him. So I'd love to yeah. meet him. No, that's a, that's a, that's a great answer. Um, does pineapple belong on pizza? Yeah, but only with pepperoni and green peppers. Okay. okay. Yeah, with the combination, with the combination, a combination of things. Of things. Uh, no, but right. no, that makes sense. Yeah. And, and Hawaiian pizza, don't do the Canadian bacon. Just go straight pepperoni. It's much better. Yeah, straight pepperoni. No, I feel that. Uh, if you were given an all-expenses-paid trip to Cleveland, Ohio, would you take it? Ooh. Yeah, I'd go. I've never been to Cleveland. Uh, I don't think I've ever been to Ohio. Um, so I'd uh, check out the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, go to a baseball game. Yeah, I'd take it. The Guardians? Go to the Guardians game? New Guardians. That's right, yeah. Yeah, the Cleveland baseball team. Yeah. Uh, Baby, what's more, you've heard, you've heard that story, right? The weird story with the lawsuit with the roller derby team? Yes. Oh, yeah. That's that's mm-hmm. insane. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, they forgot to copyright it, so they yep. announced it, and now they don't have a copyright. I don't know how they, if that ended up, but... I wonder if they're going to have to then flip-flop and change it. Roller derby is about to become the most popular sport in America, thanks to right. funding yeah. from the Cleveland baseball thanks, team. Cleveland. Yeah. Appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, what's more realistic to you, ghosts or aliens? aliens 100 um, percent i don't i don't believe in ghosts um even though apparently i am one yeah um but there's Allegedly. something fishy going on i saw um a story recently and then I, I won't go too far on this one uh that nasa recently brought in a bunch of pastors um to find a way that they could essentially explain extraterrestrial life to people who believe have faith um so almost like they're getting ready to make this announcement I think it's headed that way. Um, they're starting to leak these documents, release these documents. I think yeah. in the next next two years, we find out that there's some semblance of extraterrestrial life out there. I'm ready. Mm-hmm. I'm ready. ready I'm a believer. Let's go. Let's go. I'm ready mm-hmm. for it. Let's yeah. Let's go. Um, what's your least favorite fast food place? Yeah, Sonic, man, uh, I was so excited when Sonic came to the Twin Cities here. Um, I, I I think I was in high school. The first one opened up in St. Paul or something. We drove all the way over there. Uh, whatever it was, I think it was planned this way that they had commercials on TV in Minnesota for Sonics for years before there was ever a Sonic in Minnesota. So by the time it got here, we all knew what it was. We were all excited for it. And we went over there and it was just fast food and mediocre fast food at that. I like the drink options and you can get all those different misties and slushes and stuff. But, you know, the corn dogs and the, it's just burgers and fries. And I don't think they're particularly good. Yeah, yeah, it was. It definitely didn't live up to the hype. Like we had one near my house, yeah, and, and you know it was right next to our middle school, and we'd walk there, and then we're like, "This is strange." We're expecting even like a kind of a sit down place too, and you have to talk into the thing to order your food, like kind of like a drive through, and it was just they never got names right. Well, don't like, don't they not do roller skates anymore because too many people would eat shit? I don't think so. Not uh, up yeah, here. Maybe down south. Yeah, but yeah. I feel like you have to like take a class on how to roller skate, like and that's would, just not worth the pay like, of working at Sonic. Yeah, yeah. people have probably like literally ran into vehicles, yep. damage vehicles, you know, or they or, need to like comp them for a car wash because they yeah. get a milkshake all over it, <laughs> all over your brand new truck. <laughs> yeah, that just yeah. doesn't seem business smart. No, not very sustainable. No. Uh, final question: If a movie was made about your life, AJ, who would play you? If a movie was made about my life, who would play me? So this is a, do I go looks wise? Do I go personality wise? Um, 
the only one that I've ever really had compared to me, um, and, and this is, uh, you know, not trying to be self-serving here, but with a, with a Jim Halpert situation, um, based on personality, um, when I was in college, I've chilled out a lot, but back in college, that was kind of the, the vibe that I put out, I guess. So, uh, is that John Krasinski? Is that his name? John yeah. Krasinski, yeah. Yeah. I like him. I got a lot of respect for him. He'd probably be the star of the show. Oh yeah. Okay. I like it. Uh, quick, honorable, uh, rapid fire Burnsville or Edina. No, Burnsville, one hundred percent. Yeah, no, I, I went. I went to Burnsville. So, uh, oh, you did. What year did you graduate? Fourteen. Fourteen. Okay, so ten years after me. 14. But um, yeah, no, I, I was probably a little different when that uh, when you graduated in fourteen. I love Burnsville. Um, I love the South Metro. Um, I also love the North Metro. And it's uh, Osseo. You guys been to Osseo? You said you're in Plymouth. You ever been up to Osseo? Yeah. I've just driven through it, but I've been up there. But I, I will say, I moved from Apple Valley, and I low key miss it. I really liked it down there. Yeah, so, man. Well, now there's canes everywhere now, so you don't oh, have to worry about missing that. Right. We, yep. We there used to be a Krispy Kreme down there um, that doesn't exist anymore. But um, yeah, the north Northwest Metro is 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 great. Everything that you have down in the south, minus the trees. There's a lot more trees in that River Valley down there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Osseo, I love Osseo so much. It's just, you, you blink and you miss it. It's just a little one mile by one mile postage stamp, basically within Maple Grove. So it mm-hmm. feels like a small town, but you got Chipotle's in every direction, Target in every direction, but you still have the allure of a small town, old houses that kind of have that character and that style. And they, it's just a cool little town. They do a lot of fun stuff. We have, we have two little boys and there's a lot of kids stuff going on and it's, it's a cool, a cool, unique vibe. Um, yeah. you know, in the big city, but there's like what fifteen hundred people I think technically live in Osseo. Well, that was like our our old studios in Prior Lake, very similar vibe. You know, you're still in the metro, but you're in like a small town or the little downtown yep. square and small shops. Right. It's kind of a cool, yeah. It's kind of a cool like mixture of cool small vibe. town, but you're in the big city still. Yeah, no, yeah. that's what's the beauty of the Twin Cities and the suburbs that you can't really get anywhere else in this country. Yeah. Certainly, we don't have championships. Every, every one of them's different, <laughs> but our cities are we're great. We're best they have character. In the they have character more than any other place in this world. Yeah. So who who's Edina? Because I, I I I would venture to guess you didn't bring that up accidentally that was a bit none of us are no i'm not from edina i mean i think we have a couple guys that like blog for us and stuff that are from edina but fuck you yeah nobody (laughs) that that doesn't live in edina would ever answer edina everybody hates right yeah everybody hates they have they have people from edina have some odd pride there it's just yeah it's very odd they're very they're they almost don't mix in with like everybody in all the suburbs can get along and then it's edina people and it's just like you don't belong here like you almost should just be in California. Even people from Minnetonka don't get shit. No, they, and they, get they can be shit. ten times yeah. worse most but of the time. I, I've had and really met many issues with people in Minnetonka. It's no. just Edina. It's always Edina. Yeah, damn cake eaters. They're the trouble. Yeah. The trouble child. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, AJ, this has been a blast. Thanks so much, man, for joining us. And uh, you know, tell the people where that where they can find you. Yeah, no doubt. Um, social media, uh, Twitter mainly is where I live. Uh, AJ KFAN. Uh, I do the Instagram and Facebook and all that stuff too. Uh, but um, Twitter is where you'll get most of my stuff. And then uh, KFAN.com. That's where you get the effective clickbait where you are baited, but you're also, you're also right. getting, you get to keep the worm. Exactly. Like cool. You don't get pulled up by the hook. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Keep it classy. All right. Well, yeah. Thanks so much, AJ, for joining us, folks. We're going to take a really quick commercial break and we'll be right back. Are you guys looking uh, for some awesome kick-ass lo- what? I said, ah, uh, when you started that. So maybe you should uh, maybe you shouldn't. Ah, uh, uh, man. Did I miss the no, we're going to keep going. Okay. Fuck you it. guys know the joke. Uh, if you guys are looking for some awesome Minnesota clothing, though, 
We're friends with Soda Stick. You guys know our official merch partner. Uh, they offer all sorts of merchandise around Minnesota sports and culture and have an awesome line of products like T-shirts, hats, sweatshirts, flags. They sell prints of their designs you can use to decorate your house. And on top of that, there are all sorts of uh, Minnesota pro athletes and brand partners they have. I know they're partnered with like Byron Buxton, pretty much everybody on the wild at this point, Dollar yeah. Bill Krill, the Moose. Um, Marcus, okay, Marcus Foligno. We need to do Cam Telbo. Remember that one yeah. chick? And Cam Telbo. Is she ESPN girl who, who said Cam Telbo? Well, I don't know. if I think there might have been some broadcasters that said it, but when we were out like Game 7 in St. Paul interviewing people, this super drunk chick was trying to tell me she likes Cam Telbo. Then I Tempo? photoshopped Cam Talbot's face on an elbow. Yeah, no, yeah. it's gold. It's a gold bit. So maybe we be. That's the kind of stuff they go with at Soda Stick, though. They make yeah. those kind of quirky, funny, you know, customized shirts. Yeah, that's and if you guys want to look at their line of products, you can just go to SodaStick.com. That's S O T A S T I C K dot com. And we do have a promo code. So if you use our promo code one zero K T A K E S ten K takes, you get free shipping anywhere in the U S. So check out their stuff. There's no way you won't like something on there. If you don't like something, uh, you can backtrace my IP address yeah. and come kill me in the 10K yeah, house. I don't care. Whatever I'm opening do. the door to you if, mm-hmm. if you don't like something on Soda Stick. Or you're a traitor to the state of Minnesota. Yeah. You're, you're one of the two. Uh, so once again, SodaStick.com, promo code 10K takes to get free shipping anywhere in the U.S. And uh, you're going to like stuff there. So let's move on to the final bit segment. Of this episode of It's a Bit. Uh, got... Nope. Interchangeable segment. Interchange... Yeah, I forgot. Interchangeable. That's, that's... Interchangeable segment number three. Yes. I Fuck like that. Yeah. Tell me that again. Oh, interchangeable segment. Oh, man. I have such a raging clue right now. Oh, we could change it out for another segment. Oh, I'm going to come. Who's pointing this way? Don't come. I'm Don't gonna, come. I'm going to come. I'm going to come. Good bit. <laughs> Love it. Donald there's Trump. A, there's a few good bits in there, though. Yeah. Anyways, it's 2022. Shit's getting canceled. Cancel culture. We're going to cancel some stuff. So, Cam, what do you want to cancel today? Can, it's, what are we, like, a weekend? I'm canceling death. What yeah. the fuck is happening? Bob Saget. Bob Boom. Saget just died. We Betty White. Had, uh, John Madden. I can't remember if that one was yeah. before New Year's, was, but still. Yeah, I think so, but still. It's fucking horrible. Like, no, yeah, it started off pretty pretty quick, and then there was that... Uh, <clears throat> I think like the same. I mean, he's not as known, but wasn't there that uh, NFL coach Dan Reeves that passed? Oh away yeah, yeah, too? we yeah. lost yeah. him too. Yeah, uh, you know Joey Browner who played safety for the um, Vikings. His brother, who also played in the NFL, mm-hmm. just died really? yesterday too. Shit. Well, and then in, de- in December we lost um, the guy for the Broncos. Yeah, Demarius uh, Thomas. Demarius Thomas. Yeah, we lost him in December. It was right around 2022, so we can. This we transition can time is yeah, it's yeah. terrible. It's absolutely terrible. How many no, people have been dying? Obviously, like, death is, like, you can't avoid it, but... Oh, I can. It, it, I will. <laughs> death, taxes, and Mike Zimmer getting fired. Yeah. yeah. But it, it seems like it's, like, coming in, like, a massive Droves. amount. Like, what is happening? Yeah. Like, right away, like, well, we've already had a crazy start to 2022, because, like, obviously, yeah, John Madden, these deaths, and then and then Antonio Brown is having his freak out. You know, we talked about that a lot in last week's show, but... Uh, you know, just crazy shit's already been happening. Every year, year gets more fucked it's up. The, it's the even years, man. 2020, 2022. Well, oh, I was going to say people, people like they, they go, it, it goes in with like the New Year's resolution shit too. Like people are like, this is going to be a good year. Well, we, we live on earth and every year is getting crazier and crazier. You just got expected to get crazier and crazier. Yeah. But it's almost, we, we also think about, we also live in the present. So 
anything that happens now is going to feel crazier than a year ago. That's mm-hmm. like I think the psychology behind it. If you're going to go that in depth to it, but every year is going to be crazy. Remember, remember how we thought like life before COVID was crazy, and then COVID threw a spin on life, and mm-hmm. here we are. Like, yeah, who knows? In 2024, we're going to be like COVID. That was like that was yesterday. It shit, was man. so like, 2000. Now we're like, like fighting aliens on the sun yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah, we'll be starship troopers and shit. <laughs> turn into Halo. It's funny when people are like, I just want it to go back to normal. Like. That will never That's happen. That's never going to happen just, again. What's normal, like 2018, unless you can invent time travel, which I would definitely join you in. I would uh, even say 2018 was a little odd, yeah, but probably. just not as odd as it is now, but, you know, it's still fucking was. And losing Bob Saget loses the best ever Tourette's guy bit. Oh, oh Bob, Bob Saget. Ah, <laughs> oh, Bob Saget. Yeah. It's a great bit. R.I.P. Bob Saget. Bob Saget. Yeah. But uh, journalist Jake, what do you want to cancel today? Um, I want to cancel the college football playoff. Uh, this is just getting ridiculous. Uh, I feel like we're getting almost the same two teams in there every year. They try to throw in maybe a couple teams that make the three or four spot, like Michigan, Cincinnati. Never really been in the, you know, they haven't competed over a while, especially Cincinnati. You know, they threw them in that three and four spot, but then they just get killed to Georgia or Alabama. They just get skull fucked and it's all and, over. <laughs> and I know Georgia hasn't been in the last 20 years as successful as Alabama in terms of winning national championships, but they certainly have in the last few years. And with the college football playoff, it's biased they still it's almost just as bad as the one-two structure they had. You know, it's just you add a couple more teams and they're just going to get fucking destroyed. Hey, all of this just for the score to be six to nine at halftime. Yeah, Jeez. as we're recording this right now. Sorry about your overcam. It's, yeah. It just R. seems R. like it's it's not. I'm not going to say it's actually rigged, but it looks like it's rigged garbage, and it's only like favoring the the power still the power teams in college football. When I feel like like Oklahoma State or like a teams that finish in that 10 to 15 range could probably compete against sometimes, you know, like the NCAA basketball tournament, <clears throat> there's a lot more upsets. There's a lot more combination of teams that can play top end opponents. Mm-hmm. When you just have one through four, you're just getting two teams to maybe take on Alabama in a given year where you have more chances and likelihood. If you expand the playoff of a couple more teams, trying to maybe take them down that could compete for a national championship. I feel like- it's ridiculous. It's the same old shit. I feel like it was kind of like the national consensus this year and everyone wanted them to expand it. And they actually like, just, they voted no today. They, they so they're not expanding it. it. But I feel yeah. like you're out of like Ohio State, Clemson, Alabama, Georgia. You're going to get at least one of those two teams. I mean, the NCAA doesn't do a lot of stuff, right? So like, you can't really be surprised. No, yeah, that they devetoed it. Well, you see yeah. that. Yeah, it it just seems like it's very rigged. Like you should be able to get more teams. The more chances, like if they expand it to twelve. I think that'd be Jake. Awesome. Are you telling me that you didn't like seeing us win the guaranteed rate poll? <laughs> oh, I love that. In that's fact, what that's what you live for yeah, as a sports I, I, fan. I, I, I can die happy now that we know, have a guaranteed rate poll in the trophy case. You're right. I take everything back. I want to fight for a guaranteed rate poll every year. That was my championship by lifetime. I know this is a stretch, but if we could one day before we die just see the Gophers win a Tony the Tiger Bowl. Mm-hmm. Then I can I can die hap I can die like really happy like a Tony the Tiger Bowl or yeah, a, the, a, a uh, the Mich- Mi- Michelin Tire Bowl the Tropical Michelin Smoothie Bowl the Tropical Smoothie they, I did already see them win the Meineke Car Care Bowl of Texas like about almost <laughs> the, 10 years which ago. doesn't exist anymore doesn't exist anymore the mail the mail bowl the mail bowl see PJ Fleck just get caked in mail fu- that's yep. so gross I, I, I would it's like funny. I would like some people probably like that um, they fetishize that shit I want to see PJ there's some mail. there's some people in the South who are like dump all the mail on me uh, like I bathe in that shit. yeah it's funny oh, you brought that up because I think the Meineke Car Care Bowl turned into the Duke's Mail Bowl. It might really? have. So that was a transformation. We, te- technically, we won it. Yeah, we we, we <laughs> okay. did. We did. So we're like grandfathered into the Duke's Mail yes, Bowl. Correct. And then, and I, you know what? I really want the bowl I want us to win the most is the L.A. Jimmy Kimmel Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> Gosh. That's the bowl I want to win. 
For Jimmy, Jimmy Kimmel. For Jimmy, my, uh, an American hero, really. N- n- no, next year we're going to have like the Jimmy Fallon Bowl and and all these, uh, every other, like Stephen Colbert Bowl, yeah. all, all the late night <laughs> If you're rich shows. and famous enough, you can have a bowl. Gosh, dude. It's, that, that was the, I'm like, dude, wait, why, what the fuck? Why don't we have a Jeff Bezos Bowl where you win a penis-sized trophy? Yeah, dude. Penis-shaped Amazon, trophy, oh, just like the dude, spaceship he took so into fun. space. Or it's like a trophy, but it's just an Amazon box trophy. No, so weird. the Amazon Bowl would happen, uh, but it, the only kicker would be the workers would have to work uh, during yeah. the holiday. It would, it would be on a holiday, and, and everyone would have to work during they, it. They, so they would, they would re- purposely really put the game. Re- reciprocate what Amazon is a, co- is a company. They would put the game on at 11, 10, 10 a.m. on Christmas Day, yep. and, and they're going to make all the Amazon workers like like literally work the game, like yep. security and everything. Oh like yeah. That. Yeah. No, be it'd so be fitting. only Amazon employees. Amazon. Everyone else is exempt. And then, and then but like when every team, every team's uh, walkout song is just going to be the Bezos one. That'd be, that would be gold. Um, what am I canceling today? I am going to cancel ESPN hockey announcers. So the wild played last Thursday against the Bruins on ESPN. And I don't know, I feel like we always try to give ESPN the benefit of the doubt. Like, you know, this is their first year owning the rights to hockey again. You know, there's some lessons learned. So maybe like this game will be better, but it seems like it gets significantly worse every time. So we had a a few things to hit on from Thursday night's game against the Bruins. We had the the famous bit that I tweeted out, uh, Capo Kakinen. That that got listed a couple times, so the color guy just clearly didn't research uh, no. Capo's name. Is he is he Swiss? I think right. Well, it, it's a ba- it's it's a basic thing if you're a broadcaster to look get pronunciations right. Like you go talk to the coach or, or the or the uh, team manager or SID, and or, then you and then on your sheet you yeah. probably write out how it yeah. sounds. Yeah. Right. And some sheets they probably have some really in depth media guides that actually probably list out pronunciations. You're like, ESPN. You make billions of dollars, especially in hockey. When you gotta you gotta research the roster to memorize numbers because it's such a fast game. If anything, that's the sport that you would not mess up a pronunciation, especially knowing that these names are crazy. I wouldn't want to go on TV and be like, I don't want to fuck up any of these person's mm-hmm. names. I want to try my hardest to make sure I pronounce these right. Yeah, it made no sense. So we had Kakinen, which you know, Cock. I every time he said it, I laughed like a child. There was never a time, even by the third period, I still thought it was funny. Uh, we also had the hit on Kirill from uh, Trent Friedrich. Who, who the play was already over. Kirill was already, you know, face on the ice, and he just goes for a nasty hit, which now costs Kirill part of the season. He's out. I think his shoulder is completely fucking Upper separated body. from his arm. And uh, apparently, I didn't. I I don't. I wasn't watching with sound on at this point because I think we were doing some other 10K stuff. But apparently, the ESPN announcers were like defending the hit, saying that like it was perfectly fair and like this is what you see in the playoffs and like these guys were and these were like college basketball guys, right? Is that what someone else told me? Like these guys weren't so even Bri- hockey experts. Brian Boucher and a lot of these. The, I think the color. I forgot who the color guy was. The color guy was okay. Like he he had played hockey and stuff, but like. The play-by-play guy, he had done. I think he had done like he's done like college football. He's done college basketball, and that's where I've seen. So he's him like do a it. flex guy. He's, he's not a, like a hockey guy. He's not a hockey guy, especially in the game of hockey. Like how well NBC Sports, like their broadcast was great. Were great because they had hockey dedicated guys on the broadcast mm-hmm. that knew the game of hockey, or, or maybe they done. Like I've heard other broad. Like Kenny Albert's a good example. He does hockey and football. Does great at both, but that's because he is good at both. These guys have never done hockey before, really. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the, the guy that was doing it was like a college football, college basketball, almost dedicated guy, like a flex guy. Yeah, and then uh, Kid Jen, one of our bloggers, pointed this out, and I didn't even notice it because I mm-hmm. was pretty much done after the game was over. But apparently, 
the post game wasn't a post game. Nope. They just cut right to college basketball. Yeah. No, they went into <laughs> the game already in progress, like SMU and whoever. UCLA. Whoever the fuck and was playing. I, I remember watching it. I'm like, I'm not surprised they're doing this. This is ESPN. There's no post game interviews. In no, you know, you, you could have interviewed. I uh, can't remember who scored the who scored the winning goal. Or or how or how it all happened, but you could have at yeah, least inter- you could have interviewed somebody. Mm-hmm. I don't remember how that game ended, but yeah, apparently they just cut right to fucking you could, high. You could cut right to college basketball. Interview Matt Boldy. Yeah, it was a rookie first that NHL first career goal. goal, and you capture it. This kid's going to be a stud, and you don't even interview him. Like it, like like I wasn't surprised that this happened because they their ESPN they have so much sports they're doing, and like they they had a college basketball game that was already in bro- progress that was supposed to be scheduled to start at eight thirty because they want to schedule all these fucking games, but like. Hockey is, is 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 that's a big game. Like that's like if there was like MLB night in America with the Boston Red Sox or Monday Night Football, for example, they dedicate the entire entire post game to it and everything. Like when they were on NBC Sports, they'd have a whole post game. Like people watching hockey, especially as niche as they are, like they want to see that like breakdown analysis and talk to those players, especially after a big game. Like that was ridiculous. Well, though. this is like the first year that not only ESPN but TNT as well mm. and TNT gets it like yeah they're pretty much like they took a lot of NBC sports uh yeah. talent too so that they're they're a little better and TNT is Turner which is like CBS and all them and they mm. like CBS is great too so TNT like just give them all the games ESPN's got awful yeah. they remind me a lot of NBC sports not as quite but they're they got it down like they brought in all these like hockey guys, I mean, they have Biz Nasty on there, yeah. and then uh, Wayne Gretzky, Gretzky, and then yeah. their talent is pretty good. I think I forgot where Ray Ferraro went. Um, I think he's actually ESPN. I think he's ESPN, but he's like the only guy they retained from NBC Sports. And Obviously, boy, Doc retired, but what about like Eddie Olchek? What's he up to? Eddie Olchek's, I think, with TNT. Yeah, yeah, he is. Yep, but it's like TNT was like a combination of NBC Sports Network and then their basketball because they knocked that out of the park too. So yeah. they're like, I, th- I think TNT No, no, the, I'm fine with that. But that the fact that ESPN, this is what I was worried about is people are like, oh, well, they had hockey 20 years ago. Well, they were a little better back then because they had it for a while and they had Gary Thorne. It yeah. was pretty good and Gary well, Thorne's done. And the fact that they're just recycling flex like announcer guys proves yeah. that clearly adding hockey was just like another source of revenue and they didn't really care about the, the you know the players or the teams or the fans it was all just about you know all right well, we're going to do the bare minimum and you know save as much money as we can not interview anyone not really have good announcers and we're going to cut right to college basketball we're going to get it done for as cheap as we can and just bring in a whole bunch of revenue it's like it's just they, horseshit they just wanted because of the worldwide leader in sports and they have been getting a lot of shit for not covering hockey because they do have a bias you know they have more of a bias towards i feel like lebron james the nba, the NBA talk sure. about anything yeah. else and so it's fine that they're bringing on hockey, but like at least prepare for it. Bring on hockey talented people, then, right? Or bring back a lot of. I those get that NBC the NBA sports. is a far more popular sport, but if you're gonna right. have it in your network, mm-hmm. fucking try. I know, maybe at least because like they're actually treating it like now it's college hockey. Their college hockey is shit. You guys also notice from like a talk show perspective that they recycle guys. Like I feel like Mike mm-hmm. Greenberg works like 14 hours a day. That's so annoying. He's on every goddamn show on that on that station. <laughs> he does radio stuff. It's like, did do you guys have anyone else that works there? There's like yeah. seven people on staff at ESPN. I swear I to God, agree. they cut a lot of people. But then you just but okay, Where everyone's going to FS1. Yeah, FS1. Yeah, a lot of people went over to FS1 or like NBC. Like you know, like a lot of people went over there. Like, well, it's because like ESPN. I feel like there's now other broadcasts on other channels that aren't that aren't 
dedicated sports all day long that are doing better than ESPN. Mm-hmm. The best which thing, is funny. The best thing that ESPN could do for their like hockey broadcast is keep Butcher Gross, keep Barry Melrose, and mm-hmm. keep Olchek, and then just actually hire hockey people, and you'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Butcher Gross is is like the only uh, good play by play guy they have. Like he's yeah. entertaining to listen to, and he knows the game. Like, he's mm-hmm. been waiting. Yeah. He was waiting for this to happen. And Melrose, but, I think, is really good. Oh too. yeah, but he's, he's not play by. He's color, but he's the color guy, and he's been like actually they're, when they actually dedicated any time right. to NHL highlights on Sports Center, they'd bring him in, and he's. Cool. Awesome. Rule. He's fucking that. awesome, dude. Yeah. But yeah, they have him as color, but they just didn't like prepare. They just brought no. it in. Yeah. And like, like, I don't know. They had like three color people on there. Uh, like, some other color people on that broadcast and they would bring up stuff like you, you could tell they didn't know what to talk about at some mm-hmm. point. It's like, what are you sometimes? Well, dude, and then they then they use like that silent cam where they're like sounds of the game and it's just like a minute straight of gameplay without commentary so that you can like hear the genuine sounds of the arena. But that's just a cover up so that they don't have to talk. They can take a fucking break. Yeah, and they're like, <laughs> and I don't know what prepare to what they're going to talk about next. I think like, it's like Brian Boucher doing play by play. I don't know what I'm talking about when we come back from the break. Yeah, I don't know either. Uh, All right, well, let's just throw in a sounds of the game and then yeah. I'll. I'll get an extra minute to buy buy me some time so I can pronounce some guys' names wrong. And then another thing that irritated me, like it was cool, like when they did it did it a little bit, but like they had those camera angles behind the net, and like that's cool. And they they've done that on every network where they 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 switch. You know, if the the pucks behind there, it shows a different angle. But at one point, you can tell the producers are like. Hey, let's uh, let's do a whole stretch of ten minutes where the only thing we're broadcasting is it's switching between the net. net cameras. And I'm like, yeah. okay, this is getting annoying. Yeah, and I'm not seeing the yeah, ice. As no. a hockey fan, you want to see the ice yeah. at some the, point. The the, the 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 behind the net thing is cool to cut to on a power play for like 15 seconds, but yep. the the normal like side camera that pans back and forth the broadcast cam. is the the only way to go. Yeah, they they did it for like five ten minutes. That was all that was being broadcasted. So like, go to center ice, they'll go to the other camera behind the net. Those like, cameras behind the net. They just use they just use those to cut to those like so that people don't fall asleep while they're watching it. That's <laughs> yeah, really the like, only purpose. It, you know, you do get some action in the corner, like right behind the net. It's kind of cool. Or if maybe if you did it for maybe a stretch of maybe thirty seconds on one possession, but not for ten minutes, like that's your only camera angle right. for viewing experience. It's that like was I'm, that was so bad. You're trying to watch a hockey game with good camera views, not trying to play NHL 22 on your PlayStation. It, 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 exactly, yeah, so like it was. Like. It was like doing some weird camera angle you you do yeah. when you're playing a video game, and it just it wasn't playing well. They were trying something like, okay, now it looks like you just only have these two cameras now, and like you don't have a professional broadcast to have a bunch of other cameras everywhere else. Yeah. So yeah, little lot of lot of shit. Canceling well, ESPN. Once again, the only difference between us and them is a few billion dollars. We'll, we'll take that. them over, and we will we'll make it right with hockey. We'll mm-hmm. we'll treat every sport with respect. We'll swear and shit. Yeah, yeah. We'll swear and do everything. Like we'll make it realistic. Get drunk on the broadcast, but yeah. that's what the fans are doing. That's what they want. That's what the people want. They yeah. want us drunk announcing games. Right. All right. I think that's a good place to stop, guys. Thanks for listening to another episode of It's a Bit presented by Ten Thousand Takes. You can find us anywhere on the internet, social media, Ten K Takes on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. You can also go to our website, Ten K Takes MN.com to read the blogs and listen to some of our other pods. We got, you know, it's just a nickname with the JJ twins. We also have uh the Has Been's podcast that's just crushing it with Gage Trevor from UND who talk about their college hockey experiences. Got 10K MMA, third and forever, wild takes, Minnesota rundown, whole fleet of shit to get you through your terrible workday that we know you have, and uh, all sorts of other stuff that you can always be on the lookout for. Also, join us this Saturday at uh, the Better Edge betting party with us and Better Edge at, uh, what's the address again? I, uh, scrambling, 718 North Washington Ave in Minneapolis starting at 5 p.m. There's going to be beer, pizza, 
uh, free entry gets you, you know, golf simulator, hockey simulator, the, you know, you get access to the three projectors and the million TV screens that are in the better edge office. So hope to see you there. We'll be there betting aggressively, playing golf, drinking some beer, eating some pizza. Uh, and I'd imagine that's what heaven's like. So we'll be in heaven on Saturday. Sports paradise. Like I said, it's going to be awesome. Yeah. Well, thanks for listening to this episode of It's a Bit presented by 10,000 Takes, and we'll see you next time.